Good afternoon, Rich Nass, Executive Vice President with Open Systems Media here for this week's Embedded Executive Podcast. This week, I have an extra special executive, and that would be Phil Gallagher. He is the CEO of Avnet. Hello, Phil. How are you? Great, Rich. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Okay, so we have to try to keep this to about 10 minutes, but I have about four hours worth of questions to ask you. So we'll, <laughs> okay. we'll, we'll see how far we get. Um, no problem. We pretty much start every one of these things these days with uh, issues around the pandemic. But I think where I want to take it with you is that one of the, um, what's the right way to put this? Um, what's happened with the pandemic is that engineers are working from home. Um, yeah. has, has that had an effect on, on Avnet's business? And, and I don't mean with, with your folks, yeah. I mean with, with the engineers who, who, who yeah. are your customers. Yeah, no, it's, it's great because uh, engineering is a big part of the value we bring to the marketplace and to the customers for our suppliers. You know, it's, it's roughly 35% of our total business is demand creation in some part, uh, some way. So um, we thought in the beginning, because going on a year now, Rich, that we would have a, it'd be a negative effect on new designs, new design starts, registrations, all the things that we track as a business. And the fact that that has continued to grow, it's, it's almost like an oxymoron. I think Maybe something like what's happening with your podcast, you know, people are more accessible, you know, um, there's more virtual conferences, people aren't traveling, they're not at lunches. So what's happening, actually, the engineers at the customers are more readily available, you know, for our field application engineers to be contacted them. So it's almost the reverse of what we expected in a pleasant way. And I think it's good for innovation because innovation is still happening. It's just happening more virtually. For more complex designs, that's where there's maybe a bigger issue where you need that more hands-on face to face interaction and that's still that's still not happening but so far so good on the engineering front so are are your FAs implementing any, anything differently because they can't do the in in person how do how do they do the more complex stuff well you know a lot of it look a lot of this has just accelerated the digital tools right and the and i always like to say you know cuz people say well what's going to be the future of the field application engineer where you know boots on the ground and seeing the customers i said hey I think the future of the field application engineers is, is rock solid. Okay, we're going to continue to invest here. So it's not an or to an end. In addition to that, we'll have more digital tools, digital simulators, uh, where, where customers can go in and do some self-serve work as well. Uh, we have tools like uh, we call it Avail, and it's a, it's a block diagram tool, tool that we can go in and actually help the customers with their total design, you know, in the core chip, then all the stuff around it, rather be the capacitors, connectors, antennas, wireless. So it's actually, you know, it was already starting. And I think this whole digital front, some of the silver linings that we're all looking for is it's, it's accelerating the efficiency and the productivity of the engineers. Now, some of these things that you've been implementing, do you expect that to continue even post pandemic when everybody's been vaccinated and we are getting together? What are some of the things that we're learning that we're going to take with us into the next phase? Yeah, I think it's I think it's uh, it's leapfrogged us. I think in a good way, or we leapfrogged it as far as the digital side, where there was some apprehension. By the way, some of that's generational. Okay, including somebody like me, it's been around for a long time. You know, the the, the newer engineers or buyers or whatever you know, out there in the communities <clears throat> want to do more online, okay, more virtually. So I think as we move forward, I'm a big believer still in face to face. I think we're still going to need an element of that. I believe. What we are missing in this pandemic is that collaboration piece and that teamwork piece that we all thrive on. Um, at the same time, I don't think it'll come back to where it was. 
okay, but I think it'll be, you know, there'll be some back in the office, if we will, some face-to-face, and we'll all learn how to use these digital tools, just like we did in the last year, right? To learn how to use digital tools to be more effective and more, more productive. So I think it's here to stay. It's only going to accelerate. Uh, again, I think you have a child that went to, went to college in Philly, down in Philadelphia, right? I mean, they come out, they're, they're doing things different, you know, than, than we did when we, when we got out of school. So it's important. Okay. I won't get into how they did things differently when we went to school. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Okay, don't go that far back. <laughs> um, I, I agree. So, Phil, you said something earlier that I, I, I have, have, have to step on here. Uh, in our space, companies just don't last that long. And Avnet has been around for something like 100 years. How is that possible? Yeah. Well, <clears throat> we started in 1921. Uh, on Radio Row in New York City, uh, post World War One, with uh, military connectors and tubes in the surplus, and um, I would just use three words. You know, you got to be adaptable, you got to be resilient, and, and persevere. And you, if you can think through a hundred years, all the things that have happened in the world. Okay, we we're you know very U.S. centric, and now seventy percent of our business is done you know on a global base, on an international outside of the U.S. It's amazing, but it's. Um, and great people, and, and you, you just have to adapt. We've been we've been knocked down a bunch of times, and, and Rich, I, you know, I've been here uh, 39 of those hundreds. So it's kind of scary. I'll be uh, 39 years next year. Um, so almost 40% of the company's existence uh, started in 1982, and just what we've seen since in the last 40 years, right? Let alone 100. So it, you got to adapt. Boy, no, no different than this last year. If you didn't adapt with the with the pandemic. And, and, and God forbid, there were some, some businesses that, that just could not because of the type of business they were in. But in our industry, if you didn't adapt, you weren't going to make it. So I think it's just another, another chapter in Adnet's 100 years. But we're excited about that. There's very few companies that make it that long. Yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to think in my head, you know, some of the companies that haven't been around that long and the list is pretty short. You know, I don't know, maybe 100. You know, there's IBM that's been around forever. There's HP that's been around forever. Boy, Intel is probably 50 years, but right. that's, yeah. But there yeah. aren't too many more other than that. No, nope, no, there really aren't. They say 0.009% of companies last can, can survive that long. Okay. Yeah. Um, we tend to build ourselves on product revolutions and there's the PC revolution, the cell phone revolution. What's the next big revolution that you think will drive our industry? Well, you know, I'll, I'll touch on one vertical, and then of course you, and we're all talking about it today anyway. You know, but you know, I think that the well, 5G, okay, which is a 5G is is going is is, is going to change the way we do everything again with the the innovation and technology and the way we use mobility and and uh, IoT and the Internet of Things. It's just going to TV. It's just going to be pretty pretty amazing. But you know, rather than get get the gun on 5G, just just look at the automotive industry. Okay, and I should just broaden that to transportation, um, the electronic vehicle, the grid, even traditional autos. You read about it today, every day. There's, there's another shortage of a technology in a semiconductor, right? Technology industry that nobody knew what it, a lot of people were like. What's it? What are these semiconductor chips holding up production on, on my you know, eighty-five thousand, hundred thousand dollar SUV? Right, it's a two or three dollar chip, right? So everybody's getting a, I think, a new respect for where these applications are. Where today we kind of take them for granted. So. I just think transportation in general, all transportation, automotive included, is a is is going to continue to be a, a monster opportunity for the electronics industry. 5G, 
in the industrial applications, Rich, I mean, just look around all the industrial applications that are now electronic, okay, and, and more electronics are being pervasive in those applications. So I, I think it's in a, I think it's another exciting, exciting time for the industry. We'll get through this little uh, issue that we have right now with some, you know, supply and demand shortages. Um, but I, I, I'm pretty, pretty excited, pretty bullish on, on the next five, 10 years for to 20 years and forward looking. Very good. So finally, to wrap up, one of the things that I've noticed in my time, uh, I'm not 39 years, but I'm actually a little closer to that than I want to admit. <laughs> but um, the distribution industry seems to have changed significantly from a order your stuff to let us help you do your design. Mm -hmm. um, do you see that that's the model going forward and, and you need to continue down that path where you, where you really have to be very innovative and not just a supplier? Absolutely. You know, we, we, we are, and as I call it, the technology supply chain, right in the center of it between our, you, you mentioned Intel and you go HP, I mean, we all these, these, these great brands of technology companies servicing the, the customers. So it's a, again, a very exciting time. And if I just look from the time I started four years ago, it was more time, place, utility, you quote, book, ship, bill, right. And it was just distribution, buying large volumes and breaking into small volumes. Now, you know, over, uh, I would say over 70% of our business is where we're adding value to the product, either special handling, um, MRP, forecast sharing. And as I said earlier, 40%, 35 to 40% is in design. So that you know, we're going to continue to drive technology solutions for our suppliers into the end customers. So we got to pedal the metal on that. And, um, and that, I, I don't think that's going to change. I think it's become even more critical because what we bring is reach to the suppliers, right? So we bring scale. We cover that long tail of customers that a lot of people can't get to. And that's that's the, the core of our customer base because the applications are just popping up for technology and semiconductors and interconnect everywhere. Very good. Well, thank you very much, Phil. I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, hop on the podcast with me. Hey, thank you for the opportunity. Much appreciated, Rich. And have a great rest of the year and stay safe. That was Phil Gallagher. He is the CEO of Avnet. And I got to say it, he's a Jersey guy, just like me. <laughs> Thanks, Phil. <laughs> Thanks, Rich. Take care.